financials can really destroy your partnership and it shouldn't. It should be just a process. It's easy to fix that, but that will cause people to do not trust one another. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We are talking about three ways to destroy a partnership. That's correct. So get your pencil out and your paper out, and we're going to go to it specifically on how to destroy any partnership. Right, Jessa? Yes, we're so excited <laughs> to share about that with you, but I think it's important. It's important. Before we get into the nitty-gritty on how to destroy your partnership in three steps, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with Rent to Retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, They've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high-cash-flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests to the maintenance to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. All right, so here's the deal, as you like to say, Andressa. I always like when you say that. Here's the deal. Real estate investing, like many businesses, there's a level of complication. There's a level of partnership that comes in for a lot of investors on some level at some point in your career, if you will. So knowing how to set yourself up for success is obviously the goal, but these are ways, I'm going to share three ways that we've seen partnerships get destroyed and, and really not be able to evolve and people go their separate ways. It happens all the time, right? To good people, right? To good people, you know, sometimes not so good people, but to good people as well. So we're going to go through three ways and give you some specifics here. And just, I'd love for you to jump into. So number one, and I think this is such an important foundation is that a lot of partnerships don't start out in uh, really on a foundation of a relationship. So here's what I mean by that. I'll give you an example, right? Uh, Andres and I, you know, we were good friends first. So we got a chance to get to know each other. 
And we started to kind of build our emotional bank account with one another. It's a term, if you are no idea what I'm talking about, uh, Google, Google it. Uh, Stephen Covey, a uh, very you know, world-renowned uh, best-selling author, really coined that term. But it's in essence, just like any bank account, where we make deposits, we make with- withdrawals. And from an emotional perspective, if you keep trying to withdraw from an account that doesn't have any sort of deposits, the bank account goes into default, just like it would in a normal way. So it's a really good way of analogy, right, to think about an emotional bank account. So every relationship that we're building, especially a partnership, has has a metaphorical emotional bank account, whether you call it that or not. And so we are always, are we making deposits? Are we making withdrawals? And are we making too many withdrawals? Are we making enough deposits, right? So anyway, going back to the point here is that when you don't have that established and you, like on Jess and I, we, you know, we're good friends. And then she, I think, I think we, we then did our mastermind together. No money, right? No money was, was exchanged. We brought together Mindy Jensen, you know, who's, who, who's, uh, you know, part of Bigger Pockets, really great group of women. And we support each other through Skype, <laughs> nonetheless. Oh my gosh, and, are you freaking like, now we're old. I know, now we're old. I'm totally dating now, myself. Like, I am old, Andressa. Huh? I am old. You just can't see my gray hair. I don't know about you, but I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my grays. But, you know, and then we, then we moved to actually partnering together on deals, but we actually didn't like open a bank account together and open a, uh, you know, create an LLC together. We actually did a JV deal where... Um, you know, my company with my husband, we, um, we were actually the, the borrowers on the, the property. We then did created a JV agreement with Andressa and, 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 and her husband at the time. And then we went forward on that project. I know you checked that JV agreement recently, right? How I cute. did. How I cute. did. I was like, you know, and I said, did we do this right in things that we suggest? <laughs> and we did, I will say. And we did set ourselves up for success. And then that led us to doing more deals together and then actually opening an LLC together and getting into more uh, than what we're doing here, right? The real estate investor. This is not a project. This is not a hobby. This is a this is a, a movement in a business, in a worldwide movement that we're, yeah. we're doing. So it evolved. But but that JV, Andressa, that we did really set us up for success, to be honest. A hundred percent. And I think that a lot of people get into partnerships too quickly because they don't know better. They met somebody, they're getting married the next day. Well, we have a lot of successful stories about marriage that last long. The majority, that's not what it happens. So what Liz is talking here in, in, in quick summary is that before you get into partnerships, there are other options that we recommend you to take to build that emotional bank account, to know one another, to see if you can rely on each other, to verify if the communication process works, how you guys interact with one another, and build trust. That's ultimately what, what that, that looks like. But a lot of people go into partnerships because they believe that that's the only way that they can do things. And then they spend too much time into thinking about the name of their LLC than to the, the specific agreement itself, right? Love it. Love it. So here's, here's the number, number two way to destroy your partnership is a lack of clarity around your financials. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it, right? You can't buy a property without, oh, well, the finances don't really matter in this project. Like it's just not the business we're in, right? It's not the business where we've signed up to, to do. So what, what do we mean by that? In any sort of partnership in any sort of uh, team, you know, there is, there is a level of, of scrutiny that needs to happen. The money coming, the money going, where's that money 
Where is it? Number one, uh, is there is there a strong bookkeeping? I mean, if you don't have a bookkeeper and that and and you haven't what one of the partners or at least one partner is overseeing the bookkeeper, that's essential. That is incredibly essential. And and you know, do you need QuickBooks? Ah, we could have a whole episode on get QuickBooks or not, but your spreadsheet better be very very well put together and be updated on a daily basis. Not like oh we're we're two months behind. <laughs> on a flip, you don't know if you're doing well, you're not doing well, you're managing uh, the payment schedule, you know, you've gotten a loan. That's a daily update. I'm, I'm sorry. Someone should be touching that on a daily a basis. A lot of people are freaking out right now, Liz. They're like, daily? What the hell? Liz is tricked, people. <laughs> but listen, I'll give it. can I give an exit if they, people are freaking out right now and they said, I'm not going to do that? Yes. All right. So if you, you cannot do that in a daily basis, right? Make sure you keep all the receipts digitally or in paper. Make sure you do that. But think like this every Friday. Think if you do or if you don't every Friday, make sure that your week report is there for your private money lender. Even if you don't have one, pretend you do yourself, your dog, you name it, doesn't matter, right? But pretend you do have a private money lender that you need to do a report about the progress of the project, where the money is at, any, any challenge, anything that you can think of that it's important. But the financials in a weekly basis, then it's a non-negotiable. If you cannot do it in a daily basis, you must do it in a weekly basis. Otherwise, I don't know about your memory, but mine won't, I won't remember things, especially when you're scaling. This toilet here, this, what, what property? There is no PO, oh, then the cumbersome happen, right? And God forbid you have an audit, then things can get very serious about it. So financials uh, can really destroy your partnership um, and it shouldn't. It should be just a process. It's easy to fix that, but that will cause people to do not trust one another. Correct. That's and that's what you're, that's the number on. one, right? The number one relationship piece in the emotional bank account builds trust. It doesn't just build relationship, it builds trust so you can deal with that. Um, I'd also say, you know, the, the other piece of it is having that what if conversation. Mm. What if, what if the project is cost more than you're, you're anticipating, especially a flip, especially with a, you know, a shorter term project, right? Yeah. I would say rentals are forgiving. I think rentals are the most forgiving asset, regardless if it's single family or multifamily. But if you're having it long term, it could be forgiving. Flips are not forgiving. It's it's a beginning, middle, and end. It's either, you either made money or didn't. There's no forgiving there necessarily. So you really need to have that that what if conversation. And do you have the financial backing to bring money to the table? God forbid that happens, you know. And who does, right? So just conversations that need to be had. When would you have those conversations, Liz? When you need the money? No. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, by the way, tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. I need 40 grand. Go wire your money. No, you need to have those conversations when you are considering the partnership, right? And you're in the dating phase. You need to know, you know, when 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 the SHIT hits the fan, I don't want to say in case your kids are listening, um, what will happen? Will, 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 will your partner be able to do whatever it takes to get to the finish line? And how much and how and, and and if they the answer is yes, then then what does that look like in terms of resources? Some people may not have the resources. At least you have that agreement. You know, if this this happens, I have the finances to to bring the money to the table. If we have to dig into to some other account, if you will, and that's at least it's upfront and it's clear. Mm -hmm. um, it's when it's not, but yes, on the front end, not not when you're in the middle of the storm. 
because that's the worst time, right? That's when your, your relationship is going to start to tear. And, and then the third, the third way to destroy a partnership, if, if that's your goal in life, right? Or to at least avoid this. So many people have a lack of understanding what roles and expectations are. I think this goes for life. I mean, you think about it, any frustration you have with anyone in your life, especially in a, on a relationship level, especially a partnership level, if there is a lack of expectation or unsaid expectations, um, roles shift, roles change, it's not written down, things evolve, it, it's messy, it's complicated, then the frustration begins and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a tear of a piece of paper. I always say relationships don't end by one tear. They don't because a tear can get mended. You put a piece of tape, but then you don't put a piece of tape and then the tear gets bigger and bigger. And then the piece of paper is literally ripped in half. The rip in half actually doesn't, I mean, you could literally just rip it in half, but I always like to say, you know, it's one tear at a time. And then it, and then it really just adds to this tear that's unable to get mended. That's what we want you to avoid. And, and the way to do that is there's three areas you want to get really clear on. What you're both bringing to the table with your time, what you're both bringing to the table with, with money, key piece to real estate. And the third thing is your expertise. And what does that look like for both of you? And these, again, conversations you need to have before you, you know, JV or, or, or form that LLC together or go buy that property. Um, we were at a conference recently and we had a, heard a group of women talking. I want to go buy some property with you. Let's go buy a property together. I was like, and then they start talking and, and I'm like, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go, go, you know, let's, let's start small here, ladies. <laughs> but it's important to set yourselves up for success. No one wants to destroy a partnership. Most people don't wake up and say, I want to destroy this partnership, but yet it happens every single day. And we want to see you avoid that as much as possible. So if you could do these three things, get really clear on building your emotional bank account, take baby steps together. Number two, get crystal clear on your finances. Who is doing what? Where's the money being held? How are you accounting for it? If not on a daily basis, at least a weekly basis. And then thirdly, get really laser focused on your roles and expectations. Even from a time, money, and experience perspective, you're going to set yourselves up for success and you're going to avoid destroying your partnership. You know what? For one more thing before we go, partnerships are, are can, can really bring you down or take you to, to the next level. So choose your partners wisely. And, and I, I mean that in a, in a more from an awareness perspective, right? Because if you, if you are only bringing to the table and partner up with people that are exactly like you, that's a recipe for a disaster. So you want diversity, you want diversity in thinking and uh, personalities cognitive, you name it, you go on and on and on. So you don't want to get together with a bunch of people that all have the same level of expertise on the subject. Oh, we're going to learn together. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, we're going, we're no. not going to learn together. <laughs> we're not going to learn together. I'm out. Uh, right? The same, oh, nobody has time or somebody has some time. And oh, we can all share this task. When somebody shares a task, when nobody owns it truly, then it's it's conflict all the time. Because if you don't have an ownership, it's one chair, one seat. Who is responsible for it? More than one person cannot be responsible for it because then you that person cannot be held accountable for, for the task or for the progress of it. So I hope you take this uplift 
podcast to not destroy your your partnership. I don't believe that, as Liz said, everybody anybody wakes up and saying, "Oh, I'm going to purposefully do those things in order to destroy a partnership." It's very unconscious. So we want to bring this to your conscious level. Share this with your partner and have a conversation. What can you do together in order to elevate how each other feels about it? And then you you take it to the next level and let us let us know. I'm curious. Let us know what you take out of this. What are the changes that you're looking to make to make your partnership work? Thanks so much for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.